Hi there, this is Christian Horner. You've won the Austrian Grand Prix. <laughs> Hi, it's Alex Albon. Hi, I'm Max Verstappen, and you're listening to the Aston Martin Rebel Racing Podcast. Oh, this feels good. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Talking Ball, the official Aston Martin Red Bull Racing podcast. As we come to the end of the year and an action-packed decade for the team, we thought it would be the perfect time to look back at 2019 and reflect on the highs and lows, as well as spend some more time with our drivers Max Verstappen and Alex Albon. Everyone loves it when they interview each other, so we've hooked them up once again. Also on this episode, the team have been breaking records with pit stops this year, so we wanted to check in with the guys that make it all possible. Plus, as it's the end of the season, we thought it's only right to get our chief Christian Horner on to round up the year and look forward to 2020. So sit back, relax, and right now we'll hand you over to Max and Alex for the first part of their serious in-depth interview. (laughs) Hey dudes, Alex here. This is going to take a long time, okay? This is going to take a long time. Hey guys, Alex here. We're in Milton Keynes, we're at the factory. It's, it's raining. raining. We've been told to mention it's raining. It's cold. So if it is raining and you can hear rain, um, write it in the comment section and get the sound guy fired <laughs> because <laughs> that is not on. We're doing questions. It's uh, the end of season review. There are quite a few. And apparently you've got to go And first. I can't wait. How would you describe Formula One to someone who has never seen it before? <laughs> I would just keep it the very questions. simple. Um, it's cars going around the same piece of tarmac for about two hours. What? But we Why would you explain it like that? But we don't make it boring. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right. How old is too old to be a Formula One driver? Yeah. Is age just a number? When you're getting towards your 40s, you are going to slow down. In what sense? In just reaction. I think yeah. it, it just doesn't come that natural anymore than when you were like 20 to, 20, 20 to 30. Sure. I think you sure. just need to work a little bit harder for it to always get, well, same fitness, even mm-hmm. though it's less of a limitation. But sure. I think. The sharp edges are just a little bit off. Do you think you get less fearless? Do you think you no, start I, to... No, I, I think you just understand more through experience and probably when you are around your 40s, you have a family as well, so you think about that. Okay, uh, US Grand Prix, there was a radio message from GP. He said that exceeded truck limits. Don't answer me. Mm-hmm. In that British-Italian accent of his. Sexy uh, accent. Sexy accent. Mm. So what would have been your answer if you responded? It would, have been, a, it would have been a radio rant. Oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. Because, is I, because I got holed up again. That's, that was the problem. That's why I, I understood why. I had like three Grand Prix in a row that I, in practice, <laughs> always there was somebody in my way, in a lap, like so, on a fast yeah. lap. So, so um, that was like, I think the third Grand Prix in a row. So I was like, I pressed the radio button. To did go. he already, did he say Yeah, that and then he was like, no, 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 don't, don't. <laughs> don't say I was it. Like, okay. Alex, what are your three highlights from this season? Highlights would be um, Hockenheim. That was a nice race. Yeah. First time in the wet, I'd say. What um, happened there? Nothing really. I was just fighting for fourth. And then, um, uh, yeah. and then uh, we lost out at the end, but still. And obviously just the whole transition across. So Spa would be good, just because it was a lot of hype, a lot of noise. So it was good to have a good race there. Mm-hmm. And then Brazil, just that was good, right? That was fun. I mean, <laughs> the last one and a half laps it wasn't as fun, was, uh, but it was good to be there. It, yeah, it was. It was a cool moment, wasn't it? Like that when we both Lining went around up. the outside. Uh, it, I felt, I felt like I was like, oh, we're we're cool people. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, many more of those moments. Exactly, as well. exactly. Anyway, when you um, 
highlight Spa. I have sure. a question about okay, Spa. Tell me. So, Alex, your first race with the team, yeah. you stomped through the field from P17. Yeah. Stomped from P17 to P5. How did that feel? Felt all right. Okay. No, it was a good one because I think um, the first stint, I was actually really struggling. I couldn't make any progress. It was a DRS train. Yeah. It was just one of them things where you couldn't get past anyone. And then suddenly when the gap started to open up and then people weren't in DRS, you could obviously start to, to do some stuff. And it was a good race. It was just a fun race for me. Okay, Max, was the race in Austria diminished by the stewards' inquiry? It's a... Uh, just took a lot of waiting. Okay. No, but I, I mean, the race itself was of course pretty crazy yeah it was in a way a little bit of a shame of course to wait for so long to have the full confirmation but on the other hand yeah. we actually won it on track so whatever the outcome would have been i think we would have still um enjoyed the, yeah. the moment but overall it was a it was a great day it was so alex brazil lewis oh god discuss <laughs> um well to be honest it's 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 what it is <laughs> okay, that's uh, really it. well discussed. Would have been nice to finish on the podium, but it didn't happen. So, moving on. Now that we are Monica homies, will you invite me over for dinner? And what will you cook for me? Well, I'm not cooking. I would order. So if food. I, I already knew that. Yeah, I would order some food. So there is a room service app. I've heard. Yeah, in so Monica. I would literally order the food. Yeah. And then put it on a plate. <laughs> And then I'm like, the Alex, fact that you would put it on Alex, the Alex, dinner's ready. The fact you would put it on the plate for me, that's very kind of you. Yeah, of I'd, I'd take that as a, as a gesture. Of course. Well, we, what are we eating? Uh, whatever you like. All right, Alex, which would you rather, A, win the Monaco Grand Prix, or mm -hmm. B, finish second, but you don't have to do any media all weekend? Wow. All weekend or all year? Just all weekend, all weekend. All weekend? You know it's bad that we're even Think thinking about, about it. it. Okay, I'll, I'll bear with it. I'll do it. I guess. You go for the win, I'll, right? I'll, yeah. I'll go through, yeah. It's a for close once. one. It's a close yeah. one. 51-49, but I'll go through it. I think if we, if she's, you win, you should, gonna you, should have the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have the right to not do media. I'm not sure. I think, that's, like, I think, I think that's a good idea. All right. Um, what will you choose? Finishing fourth and your teammate doesn't finish the race or finishing third and your teammate wins? Oh, <laughs> that's and, a hard one. <laughs> Ah, it well, for me at the moment, I'm still lacking a podium. So, so yeah. I, 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 and for the team, I'm a team, I'm a team player. <laughs> Nicely said, <laughs> Alex. I want the points for the team. I want us to do great in the championship. So, <laughs> podium and a win, baby, all day long. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's 2020. You've just won the drivers' championship, and your race career is over. What are you doing? There are so many things I would still like to do. <laughs> I can't. I with can't. a with a with a grin on his face. Yeah. <coughs> He's gonna yeah. become a DJ. He's gonna become yeah. a music producer. I need a bit of help for that. Get Martin Garrix to kind of show you the yeah. way. Quite a lot of help. <laughs> Quite a lot of help. Maybe you can uh, be a singer. Well, I need a lot of help for that. <laughs> no, no, a lot of things I would like to do. I would try some to do something um, with go karting, sim have racing. Would you have like a like karting that. team? Have you ever not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Alex. Yes. What's changed about you in the past year? I don't know what I can say on camera. Like you're still the I'm, same I'm, person I'm, you are. I'm, le I'm less Just awkward. as lovely. I'm still awkward on camera. Just less awkward, I think. Debatable. <laughs> we still... <laughs> really? We'll find out after this. Everyone's like, really? You seem pretty awkward to me. Max, did you try any food this year? And how did you rate it? Yeah, I mean, I had to eat, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but new, new food. New food. New food. Yeah. Remember we tried Chick-fil-A in Hollywood? Yeah, that was good. That was good. Good. Absolutely. Uh, well, anyway, in LA, there are so many things which are so good, actually. Oh, really? Did no. you go to Catch? No. You didn't go to Catch. Next time you're in LA... Was that the place you are telling me about? Yeah. It's quite a trendy place, yeah. It's like oh, yeah. all the Instagrammers, they take, like, the girls, they take pictures in, in the flower garden kind of oh, entrance. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. It's all for the gram, you know? It's all for the gram. Good, good stuff. I'll, I'll, like, I'll you have to there. cook. They meet on, like, a hot stone. Or yourself? Yeah. You for example, you can choose I thought that. you said you don't cook. Uh, well, this is just putting the... <laughs> That's cooking. You're basically doing it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that that is cooking, Max. He's got you there. Part two of their chat is on the way soon. First, it's been a big year for our mechanics and pit crew. A Formula One pit stop is much more than just stopping, changing tyres and accelerating away, of course. Perfect planning and absolute precision at breathtaking speed are needed to get it right first time. Pit stops are possibly the most visual evidence of why Formula One is a team sport. We have the fastest pit stop of the season. It was a record-breaking 1.82 seconds on Max's car in Brazil. So we wanted to speak to the guys that make that possible. Jonathan Wheely, Ole Schack and Phil Turner. Over to you boys. I think obviously it's been one of our strongest pit stop performances. It was great to see the guys um, defend the DHL trophy this year. Um, and I think it's been an amazingly consistent performance. If you ignore the really fast pit stops, I think across the season, what I've been most impressed with is the guys' consistency. You know, it's, um, as we know, it's a 21 race season. Uh, some one-stop races, some races we did seven pit stops, I think, but the consistency is, um, is I think, what we'll look back on this season and think that it was the thing that we did really well. We're the final cow on the cake. There's so much more stuff going on the scene from uh, equipment, all the equipment's got to be prepared and all of this stuff, so it, we, we can't just turn up and have a pit stop car fully ready. Somebody else got to prepare that for us and all that while we're away racing, so... Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, not just what we physically do at that pit stop, it's before the pit stop. When the guys are back at the factory, they practice minimum of twice a day. Pre-season, they do it twice a day, every day, so that's five days. Um, we try on new equipment. We're testing reliability of all the equipment we've got. Um, any, any development items, we use the, the time in the factory to sort of push our equipment uh, to its limits and see basically what you can and can't do and how long it can last. Nothing happened by accident in this business. The guys work incredibly hard. We have a team of people here that help support them through the year. Um, try to, you know, the main goal is to stay um, uh, season proof, if you like. Try not to pick up silly injuries. Um, funnily enough, the fastest pit stop we did this year, we'd actually had uh, three different people in the pit crew and one of them, it was his first live pit stop. So, um, yeah, we've, we've been working on our pit stop performance for a long time. I think our crew is probably at the highest level that I can remember. Here at the factory we do, uh, as you would imagine, a lot of pit stops. Try not to injure anyone, try not to do too many. Um, maybe the fans don't realise how much development there is in that area. We're constantly tweaking wheel guns and jacks and um, sometimes even the way the wheel um, 
uh, connects with the car, you know, so it's a constant source of development. There's a great buzz in the pit crew this year. Um, um, back here at the factory, they contribute towards these tiny little details. I mean, you know, you're talking about 22 guys having an exceptional two second period. Um, so any hundredths of a second, you know, tenths of a second that can be gained, we're looking for. Looking at the future, there's going to be bigger, heavier tyres, there might be more rotational surrounds, so you've got to have more people ready for all the roles, not to wear out people and have fresher crew all the time. That might happen in the future, you'd never know. But at the same time, if somebody gets injured, uh, we had a little bit of uh, crew changes at the end of the year, and we still beat the world record at a second to last race. With not the same crew as that started the year with. And I think that shows a, a good strength, depth of strength, the same as a football team, you know, there's the depth of the squad as well. When I talk about 22 people, one of them's the driver because we have left hand circuits, right hand circuits. There are circuits where we're a lot closer to our competitors' um, pit stop areas. I don't know if that's always apparent on TV. Um, and all of those factors make it difficult for the driver sometimes to, to stop on the mark. So yeah, it's very much down to that. The driver has to be smooth, drive into the uh, pit box aligned, stop near the marks, <laughs> and then he'll get a good pit stop. You know, sometimes in the heat of battle, there's another car in there having its uh, pit stop um, just ahead of them and they can't get the perfect approach. And, and that's where the consistency matters in the season, you know, being able to deal with it. But yeah, I don't envy the drivers. Well, the pit stop is the most visual part of teamwork that you see in Formula One. It's, it's you know, the, the team coming together to turn around the car in, in record-breaking time. And we broke that world record, our own record, uh, you know, three times, twice in one race in Hockenheim and then lowered it again in, in Brazil. And that, that is a phenomenal achievement. And it's, it looks very straightforward when you watch it on the television. The practice, the effort, the hours, the scrutiny that goes into achieving those kind of stops, the precision, uh, it doesn't happen by accident. And for us, you know, strategically, that's such a valuable thing to have, to know you can turn the car around in about two seconds, that you can bank on that, and maybe it'll be better, uh, is, a, is, is a great asset and testimony to the hard work, the dedication, the application. Um, and just desire that goes in from the racing. It's the commitment and the hard work the guys put in every time we do a pit stop practice. Focus. Yeah, focus on the job in hand and make sure every stop you do is to the best of your ability. You continue to blow our minds with your achievements, lads. We can't wait to see what sort of pit stop times you achieve in 2020 now. Back by popular demand, it's our drivers. We've got Max Verstappen and Alex Albon back together at the factory to interview each other. Here's part two of their chat. Alex, now that you've done a full F1 season, yes. which track and city surprise you the most? I like Melbourne, like straight away. I felt it was quite a nice place. Yeah. Um, it was the first race, so maybe I was a bit excited. It was excited. just very excited. Maybe everything just felt cool there. No, it's like, I also like it over there. Mexico as a track was very cool. Nothing really stood out too much. Oh! I mean, I don't know, I don't want to make every place sound unimpressive, but they all were equally impressive, so I don't have any standouts. You're so nice, mate. You're so nice. Do we have a Red Bull? A Red Thirst? No, but actually, um, there isn't like one area, there isn't one place that stands out like crazy. I just like to go to Austin as well, like good Austin. food, like where you have really nice food. Yeah, Austin is really good. Is there anything you want to do next season that you didn't do this season, both on and off track? Yeah, win a few more races as a start. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what I would like to do. <laughs> sure. Um, 
And of course, fight for the championship. I think that's what we want to do anyway next year. Yeah. Off track. Um, Any hobbies you want to pursue? Anything like... Uh, um, no, I would like get to... Get a better ratio on IRC? It's already pretty good though. Is it actually? It's okay. I need to start again. Yeah. I mean, you're still, are you a rookie still? I'm still ranked rookie. B. In 17 years, your little brother could potentially be your teammate if you're still racing. What help, if any, would you give him? If any? Oh. You think Max is that close? I would. I would. If it would be my brother, yeah, yeah I wouldn't mind. He would be the only one. Exactly. Uh, who is allowed to beat me, like, and I would be fine with him. Mate. Because Come it on, should be. I'll give you the turn. Like, I'm 2.0. From my dad, and he should be then 3.0. 3. 3. Sure, sure. Or 2.1, I don't know. Two, How do you look at it? 2.01. I would just go 3.0. 2.01. <laughs> just like next pack. Yeah. What track and city are you most looking forward to returning next year? This is really. Oh, uh, you know what I'm excited to go to? I'm excited to go to Vietnam because it's gonna be my home race ish, close to Thailand. Sounds simply lovely. Simply lovely. Yeah. What about you? My city. Yeah. <laughs> Where I would like to return to next year is... I like Austin. Austin? Yeah. This is a good question actually I have mm. for you. If you could be anywhere right now, where would you be? At home. Me too. Not here, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. On a scale of 1 to 10, rate the following. Yeah. 10 being the highest, of course. Sure. How thoughtful you are. 11. How happy you are. 12. And as a style, style icon. As a style icon. 0.1. I'm thoughtful, but I think we all have a selfish side. If we're gonna go serious on this, mm. and then uh, racing, we're all a bit selfish, aren't we? And how happy? Happy 11. Wow. Happy guy. Yeah. And uh, romantic as well. <laughs> we, did, we didn't ask that. Okay. Uh, I'm asking. It's an extra. <laughs> Are you a romantic? Max person? wants to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Max, how honest are you? Well, like straight. I'm very straightforward. Straight. Yeah. Yeah, you? Um, I'm honest when I need to be. <laughs> I say I'm quite honest. I'd say I'm quite honest. Okay, Alex. So have <laughs> you or anyone you know ever seen a ghost? I haven't seen a ghost. And my parents claim, or my mum thinks. Oh, she has. To be honest, my old house had very spooky, spooky ghost vibes. So when we were young, I had this, um, there's this weird story where some guy, um, my dad used to kind of, he enjoyed doing research of the house kind of thing. And uh, there was a story that a guy got beheaded um, at my house. I think he, he wrote a book or something about Queen Elizabeth I and he said something bad, so he had to go. And so this guy was whoever. Fast forward to Current 15 thing. years ago maybe less, 10 years ago. And um, when we were living at this place, the, uh, I, I would go off by myself and I would, I, I used to play like race toys and stuff by myself, right? I used to always say, mom, like, where did you go? I was, like, I was playing with this guy called, I think his name was Charlie, okay? And so mom was like, who's Charlie? Then fast forward to, to like that time a year later and my sister said the same thing. She was off playing with some 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 old guy, right? And it would happen to almost, I think it happened to every kid at some stage that they would speak about. And my mom would like ask, <clears throat> my mom would ask who who this guy was, and always say like some grey, old old looking dude with grey long hair. And 
And I think, okay, I, I don't I don't know if this bit's true. I think it is true that um, one of, I think it was like my youngest brother or something. He says, I have four other siblings. So it happened four other times. And uh, he said like, oh, it's Charlie. Wow, not interesting. Sure true or not? So and all, they all said Charlie. They all, I think we all explained that it was a long, like he had long white hair. Maybe we were just a creep living in our house that we never knew. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. What are your plans for the off season? And oh. what are you most looking forward to? Well, firstly, I think it's time with family. I think it's important. Oh, you're talking about me as well now? We. I mean, if you want to come and see my family. <laughs> one big one big family. <laughs> I mean, if you want to come over, that's fine. Um, so I'm going to have some time with them. And then over New Year, I'm going to go to Japan and chill out for a bit and uh, go to Tokyo. I think we're planning bit to go Tokyo to Tokyo Drift. <laughs> bit of Tokyo Drift. I'm going to go on the Mario Kart things. Ah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> have you done it No, before? but I mean, I've seen the yeah, footage. Yeah. Yeah. But I think in December, Please don't January, it might be very cold. Just dress up a bit warmer. Exactly, exactly. And I honestly, I think from the excitement driving those things, you, you, yeah, you are laughing. And I know. It's, it's going to be fun. What about you? Christmas with the family. Yeah. Um, and then New Year's back home in Monaco. Nice. Pretty chill. To be honest, I, don't, I just don't want to travel too much. And also, besides that, I need to keep my iRacing career Alive. up and running. So you never know. I cannot leave home unless I can bring my simulator. So. Well, you should put that as like a personal request to every race next year. Bring my simulator to the hotel room. Yeah. Okay, last question. Max, what's life like being Max Verstappen? I said, this could be as deep or as undeep, good. as shallow as you want it to be. Good. Good. It's good. <laughs> we went for the shallow it's one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's um, nice. I think the good thing is that, yeah, I could make from my hobby my work. So, like you probably did as well. Yes. So, you know, that's a really nice thing instead of like doing something you actually don't like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, how do you um, find all the attention, all that kind of stuff? It's just a part of Formula One and you have to try and deal with it in the best way possible. And I think that's also the nice thing about living in Monaco is that you don't get recognized that much. Like, you can live more in your private life. And Don't worry, guys, I'll, uh, I'll tweet out his address. address. So, so you guys can know where he lives. Uh, do you enjoy the the busy life? No, I don't. I don't enjoy it. But then, in a way, like in in the off season, yeah. Then at one point, I'm like, actually, I'd like to have a bit of action. So it's something in the middle, I think. Yeah. That Shall we just great. do half the season? Shall we stop in July and just? So who is doing the first half and the second half? We'll just run one car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's cheaper for the team. The only thing is that the pedals need to come. They need to come back a bit if I'm driving <laughs> after you. We just put a cushion in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or wear a thick jacket. Well, your jacket might be a bit tricky in just Singapore. Move the seat a bit forward, <laughs> guys. Thank you very much for watching and listening. And listening. I think uh, Alex did a very, very good job here. He was very so Max, open. Max did an even better job, and I'm not, I so couldn't nice. be more proud of him. It's very sweet. <laughs> and um, yeah, I hope you guys are already looking forward to next year. Yeah, we're wishing you a very merry Christmas. We hope you get everything you wanted for, and asked happy, for. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Enjoy the time off and um, see you in the new season. Well done this season, chaps. Great to have you back on the podcast. That's almost it for 2019. Now that the tyres have cooled and the fans can breathe again, we wanted to speak to Christian Horner to reflect on this year and look forward to a new decade. Vicky caught up with him back at the factory. So now the 2019 season is complete. Can you just talk us through what was billed as a transitional year for the team? Yeah, it's it's been an exciting year. It started, obviously, with a new engine supply, with Honda joining the team uh, for the for the testing. Uh, that went 
you know, reasonably well. And then we got to Melbourne, and of course you don't really know where you're at, but for Max to get a podium and Honda's first podium in the hybrid uh, era uh, at that first race was, you know, it was a fantastic start to the season. Um, and then really we built on that, you know, on that momentum. There were other, uh, you know, high points. You know, Monaco Grand Prix was a really competitive race for us. You know, fighting for the lead. Unfortunately, we got a we got a penalty with the unf- unsafe uh, uh, pit release. But you know, we could see our competitiveness was was growing. And it was only when we got to uh, the Austrian Grand Prix with some aerodynamic updates, with engine updates coming through, uh, that it all came together and it came together in a, in a huge way with uh, you know a really dominant race win at our home home race um, you know so much support for Max there and it wasn't just about winning the race it was about how he won it he had to overtake you know all the all the lead runners to achieve that so that was a, a fantastic performance and that set us up then really to really build momentum in the second half of the year and pole positions in Hungary stood out, another pole position even though we lost it in Mexico and obviously in Brazil as well. So and then further victories, um, you know, the race in um, Hockenheim was just nuts. So to win that Grand Prix, um, I think we did five pit stops with Max on that day. We broke the world record twice in that race. We went on to break the world record again in Brazil. We won the race in, in Brazil. We could have potentially won in Budapest. We should have won in Mexico. Um, you know, we're on the podium in, in, in America, on the podium in, in Abu Dhabi. So it's really been um, you know, a successful, successful year for us. Three victories, nine podiums, third in both championships was you know, considering the change that we had over the winter was a, a really positive season. Just going back to the victory in Austria, obviously that was a huge moment for Honda and the emotion there was amazing to see. Can you just talk us through what that meant? Because for the team, it was obviously a big step going with Honda. Was it sort of vindication for that decision? Yes, in many respects, it was, it was just everything coming together. And it was a fairy tale, you know, story. Uh, Red Bull's home event at the Red Bull ring, uh, Honda's first victory. Uh, and the emotion that that brought was was phenomenal, and you know it was won in such a convincing manner, having to overtake you know Sebastian Vettel, Valtteri Bottas, close and catch in the last few laps, Charles Leclerc, and and for Max to to win that race, you could see on the podium, you know the the, the emotion, the noise was just enormous from the from the crowd behind us, and on that day we sent up to Nabe San. You know, to collect the trophy on behalf of the constructor as uh, our engine representative because you know, Honda have worked so hard for this. They had a tough time coming back into Formula 1 in the hybrid era and they've, they've really stuck at it and it was very much a vindication of the decision to move from Renault power to Honda power. And just looking at the whole season, the team itself, I think, has really capitalised on you know, strategy and obviously the pit stops what do you put that down to? Well, I think the pit stop epitomizes teamwork and it's all the minute areas that you're looking for marginal gains, you know, whether it's where you stop the car, it's the, the equipment that you use, where the mechanics are standing, where they're positioned, where the, the wheel on is, where the wheel off is being, you know, going to. And, and it's, it's that synchronization of everything working together in perfect harmony and that enables you to 
you know, achieve 1.82 second pit stops. And it's not just that teamwork in the pit stop crew, it flows throughout the whole team here. And uh, yeah, that's, that's our biggest asset, is that culture, is that can-do attitude, is that striving for always wanting more. And just looking at the strategy and some of the calls that have been made this season, would you say that as a team, you know, we've maximised every opportunity possible, even on the day, you know, when we may not have looked like outright favourites in going into a race? I think pretty much at, at the majority of events, we've we've grabbed what we could and, and, and sometimes a bit more. And we've been sharp strategically this year. We've been, been uh, you know, on our toes. We've relied on... Uh, you know the pit crew work to be able to service the car and turn the car around quickly but some some great strategic calls have been made you know during the course of this year I mean I mean that five stop race in in uh, Hockenheim was a complicated race to navigate um, you know the brave decisions at the end of the year in Brazil pitting from the lead to put yourself behind Lewis Hamilton but giving yourself a tire advantage um, you know they were all brave um, and worthwhile decisions, and uh, uh, you know sometimes you've got to take risks, but it has to be a, a calculated risk. And then just moving on to drivers, Max obviously has had a great season, finished third in the, the drivers' championship. Would you say you know he's at the peak of his performance? Is there more to come? I think there's definitely more to come for Max, but he's hit such a high level this year. I think he has been, for me, he's been the outstanding driver of the season. Uh, he's delivered at such a high level. You know, throughout the year, some of the standout performances of the three victories, obviously, you know, the races in in, in Hungary, his race in Monaco, uh, his race in Melbourne at the beginning of the year. He's really driven some phenomenal races this year, and uh, yeah, I, I think you know he's now a veteran at the age of 22. He just completed 100 Grand Prix, which is remarkable at, at just 22 years of age. But he's got that knowledge and 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 data bank of experience now to really use that and hopefully we can give them the tools to, to really take a, and, and build a, a championship campaign. Obviously we saw a lot in the media um, where you have spoken about the driver swap but could you yeah. just tell us in your words a little bit about how that came about and the reasoning behind that? Well the driver swap was a very difficult one I mean in, in all honesty Pierre was probably promoted into the Red Bull seat you know through the circumstance of Daniel Ricciardo leaving you know, earlier than would have been ideal. Uh, and unfortunately, two crashes pre-season put him on the back foot going into the season. His confidence, you know, had been had been knocked, you know, from those those two incidents. And having Max Verstappen as your teammate only makes life incredibly hard. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, we saw a variable performance from, from Pierre. We know he'd got speed and we know he got talent, but we could see this this pressure that was building on him and the media scrutiny and you know it becomes a, a, a downward spiral and you know there were a couple of races in, in, in Austria, obviously Hockenheim, Budapest that it was just getting to a, a point where it was painful to see him in that position. So we made the decision that hadn't been our original intention to switch the drivers after the summer break to remove Pierre from that pressure cooker and put him in the, the less pressured environment of Toro Rosso. Um, we knew Danny Kvyat very well from his time with the team previously, but we've been watching this emerging talent in Alex Albon 
you know, a rookie in his Formula One season, getting better and stronger and stronger. And so for us to put Alex in for those remaining nine races was an opportunity to see how would he cope with that pressure, and uh, you know, would he be a candidate for 2020? And um, you know, he grabbed the opportunity with both hands from the first race. You know, he really um, showed his racecraft. Uh, and in difficult circumstances for him, he really did a very good job and, and that's what warranted his extension in that seat for 2020. And Alex seems to have fit into the team really easily. Um, what would you say that's, that's down to? Is it, sort of, is it his personality? Do you think it's just uh, the way he approaches you know, working with team members? Well, Alex is, has, has got a really endearing personality. He's, he's smart, he's funny, um, he's very humble. Uh, and uh, you know he really, really takes it very seriously. He applies himself, um, you know, incredibly well. Um, and uh, uh, you know he's making notes all the time. He's working with the engineers. He lives just around the corner here in Milton Keynes. He's you know constantly talking to the to the engineers and constantly self-evaluating. And he's very hard on himself, almost too hard on himself um, to. You know, continually improve, and of course, he's got that benchmark in Max that you know is a very tough one to be to be gauged against. So, just looking at the season as a whole, three high points, three highlights. You know, obviously the wins would have to be to be there, but I think I think I would have to pick out. I think that first podium in Melbourne was you know new partners seeing the emotion and joy of achieving a podium. Um, I don't think Honda actually believed that we could win a race this year. So then to see that emotion uh, of that Grand Prix victory uh, in, uh, in, in Austria at our home race, I mean, that was absolutely the high point of the year. And then I would say the Brazilian Grand Prix, where on that day, you know, Max, the car, the team, you know, were outstanding. So those, for me, would be the three high points. And there are always improvements that can be made. Of course. What things do you think we need to focus on as a team for next year? But we need to come out the blocks really, really competitively next year. Yeah, Mercedes have done an unbelievable job for six years now uh, of being the benchmark. And that is the case as we go into the winter and um, into the uh, season of 2020. But it feels like it's converging. It feels like it's getting closer. And we have got to be, you know, absolutely at the, on the best to, you know, on, on our front foot and and uh, really you know come up with a competitive car from the first race to the last race we've got to be you know reliable we've got to be quick at all types of circuit in order to take that challenge to them and I think you know it feels like there's a buzz in the factory uh, an anticipation uh, and hopefully we can capitalize on that and just talking about stability this year the team had excellent reliability mm. um, both from the engine side and on, from a mechanical perspective um, how important is that to the team and I guess for next year as well to continue on that same vein well reliability is crucially important I mean this year we had uh, zero engine uh, issues uh, or failures um, we had only one mechanical uh, failure with a drive shaft on Pierre Gasly's car in, in Azerbaijan, and that was it for the year. When you compare that to nine, you know, DNFs the previous year, it's a huge step in the right direction. But that's the kind of reliability we need to achieve 
uh, to be taking you know, the fight to the likes of Mercedes and Ferrari. Do you think we have the people here to fight for that championship next year? I think we have all the ingredients and all the skill set within this team to take on Mercedes. Uh, you know, we've enjoyed great stability over the years. Um, you know, we've strengthened the team. We have so much emerging, you know, young talent in the team as well that is rising to the top. And I think, uh, you know, we've seen it with the drivers. We're seeing it across all aspects, you know, of the team. And that has been very much a policy of Red Bull is to invest, you know, in youth and develop youth and give youth a chance. And we're seeing that really start to, you know, to pay dividends now. And so, yeah, I very much believe that this team, you know, is right there and capable of putting a championship campaign together. Ending the season on a high, how important is that now going into the winter break for the preparations since 2020? It's very important to have finished the season on a high. And I think, you know, we have for the first time in a long time stability of rules across the board, across aerodynamics, the engine, uh, the tyres, everything remains the same for, for 2020. So that enables us to take all the learnings from this year and apply them into next year. It's a very short off season. You know, it's less than 100 days to Melbourne. Uh, and we'll be testing in, in, in less than two months' time. So, uh, you know, the car is, is being created as we, as, as we speak. You know, the factory is working at breakneck speed to get that car, you know, produced in time for the first test next year. Uh, and it's, it's exciting to be going into a season with that stability and with that momentum that hopefully we can build on for the, for the fans, for the neutrals, um, it, it's been a, a great second half to this year and it's going to be a humdinger next year. Roll on 2020. Great to hear from Christian. You're right, it is going to be a humdinger. That's it for this edition of Talking Ball and for the season. We'll be back in the new year with more insight from the track, the paddock and the factory. Until then, take care. I'm on a mission to live my ambitions They ain't messing with the visions They must not be seeing the vision Money coming, I can see it vivid If you planning, you can witness living I got everything that I need to win it Confident when I tell you I'm never timid Don't trap like me, no Ay, All I do is get seen, knows My bread like casinos Explains why my ego And I might have a new lady in it From Japan all the way to Haiti with it I'm Zadie with it, go crazy with it Might pull up in the Sadie's with it What's up? Be on a winning team, yeah Pulling up, looking hella clean, yeah Money trees like evergreen I'ma get the money like you never seen Three, six, five, every season We gon' party like this every week And we been winning and we never plan to leave it like hey. Just know when you winning, they gon' have to go, hey I been on the grind for like 24 straight Gotta get it now, ain't no time to go, hey Tell me when I'm on top, really what they gon' say Stay winning, finna get the belt Then I'm finna get the wealth Show me the money, cause ain't nobody else Done it like this, want it this quick Get in the booth and press up on the hit stick Oh, she got me on a wish list Hit it once and I dip quick Like I'm running from the cops Now I'm dipping from the dots They want it on top of the yacht And back on the low on the cot You gotta know that I'm a boss High stakes, all costs Steady paying what I'm seeing Getting paid for it like I'm Bob Ross Pull up now, pull up now Show up now, finna blow up now Pull up now, blow up now Grow up ready for my toes up now Throw it now, don't slow it down Been the only one to really hold it down And the city thinking I'm a poet now Y'all owe it now Just know when you winning They gon' have to go, hey I been on the grind for like 24 straight Gotta get it now, ain't no time to go, hey
Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform.